Hi everyone, it's Roger and Jeremy here from the What's On Disney Plus podcast. In this week's episode, we're going to be taking a look at the kind of the fallout from the latest quarterly results because there was a lot of information about um, the future of Disney, um, some of the issues that it's currently facing. So we're going to be talking about why Disney Plus has lost subscribers for the very first time. We're going to be talking about why there's going to be a lot less content arriving on Disney Plus, what it means at the executive level, because there's going to be some changes um, in terms of how things are done. We're going to be talking about the international content. We're also going to be talking about the future of Hulu, because that's been thrown into doubt. Might even throw some ESPN um, discussions as well in there. Plus, we're going to share our thoughts on some of this week's newest Disney Plus releases. So, so a real kind of, we're going to be kind of going into a little bit more onto the business side. So I'm joined this week by Jeremy. Um, but before we do any of that, quick bit of housekeeping. If you haven't already done so, make sure you go check us out over at whatsonatdisneyplus.com. And you can find us on all the different social medias and platforms. A big thank you to all of our Patreon and YouTube channel members. Thank you for your continued support. I'm doing a shout out at the end of the show to you guys. And on that, let's jump into it because it has been a um, Busy, busy week for news this week. Um, lots of stuff. So let's start off talking first off. Um, let's talk about the good news because this was very much the um, the drop before the um, all the kind of the business stuff. Bob Iger has confirmed that there were going to be um, sequels to Toy Story, Frozen, and Zootopia. Not a huge surprise, but I think this was definitely along the lines of saying to Wall Street. We've got big hits and we're going to keep using them and because some of the stuff we've been doing hasn't quite been working. But yeah, so we're going to get some more sequels. What did you think of this this kind of thing that you just threw out there? Yeah, I felt like this was a distraction for what was coming uh, big time there. I mean, Toy Story, both three and four were set up to be the endings and now we're getting five. So I really don't know. I don't know that Toy Story 5 even needs a reason to exist here. Uh, <laughs> money! <laughs> That's why money, it yeah. <laughs> Frozen 3, they at least were setting it up to where the story would continue, so I understand that one. Zootopia 2, they've been in pre-production for years, so I understand that one. But it, it really has the, the, uh, you know, the feeling that something bad's coming, so we got to distract you with something good. Yes, uh, <laughs> this was definitely a little bit of um, sort of, I would say, a little bit of a sandwich um, that was being used to kind of just kind of just lighten the load because um, it, it was this was one of the announcements along with there's going to be an Avatar experience coming to Disneyland. The word experience, so I'm definitely not expecting a full blown Pandora like at what Disney World. Probably just going to be maybe like a meet and greet or something like that. A little bit. It was very vague, and these announcements of these films were very vague. So that was kind of like the good news that came out of it. Overall, I was, I mean, I was listening live and watching it all, and I definitely felt like this was a strong performance. The day after, there was lots of interviews and more stuff came out. The whole proxy war is over. Um, Pelts um, got what he wanted. He's, his stock went up, and he's getting a dividend back, which is like, he just wanted to get money. The whole restore the magic thing was a load of rubbish just being used to kind of get disney um fans on side this i think that would have worked had he been going up against a chapek i just don't think it would have worked when he went up against Iger and Iger kind of went in and was doing everything he wanted to do anyway but definitely good news i think with the proxy war not happening now do you agree yes absolutely yeah. uh you know chapek we know he's a money guy he's a spreadsheet guy Iger is a you know has a creative vision and will go along with a lot of things mm -hmm. to try to meet Everything yeah. else. So there was, you're not going to have the same type of battles. 
Yeah. I'm saying that he was definitely in business mode. He was yeah. uh, he was in full blown. This was important because this was his first quarterly results back from um, having left. I mean, he really was barely gone like from the company for like 10, 11 months. He wasn't really because he only really left at the end of 2021. So he didn't even make a full year before he was back. So let's jump into some of the news. So the big highlight was kind of one of the things that came up to begin with. And essentially, Disney Plus lost, for the very first time, it lost subscribers. It actually went down in terms of globally by just under 3 million subscribers. It went from 164.2 million subscribers um, last quarter, and it went down to 161.8. Now, obviously, this kind of got the internet all rattled up because, obviously, we... That is a fact. It lost this many subscribers. But when you read into the actual details, there are some very key aspects here to which why most of us, you know, people shouldn't be worried. There was a whole host of comments on all the social medias of of everything under the sun of why this was happening. You know, there's no Marvel shows. There's no Star Wars shows. This stuff's woke. This stuff's not good. I don't like this. I don't like that. Why don't? And nope, it wasn't to do with that. It was because Disney Plus Hotstar lost the Indian cricket rights and about 4 million subscribers in India left because they wanted to watch cricket and it's not on there anymore because Disney didn't want to pay the absolute fortune that it was going to cost to get it and that was earlier this year. So Disney had already said that this was going to happen, that once the cricket left, um, this would essentially be, uh, I mean, it's that kind of feeling of like, you know, if, if one of the big, like ESPN was about to lose, I don't know, the NFL, or, you know, you would expect there to be a big drop-off. Um, oh, yeah. So that is yeah. why it went down. Um, the Disney Plus subscribers in the US went up. The Disney Plus subscribers internationally went up. I mean, it, this, it was, there, was a, there wasn't much of a drop when the ad tier or the price tier came in. And there was a little bit of a hint that there's going to be some more price rises coming in because, uh, because people didn't react to the price rise um and so they're quite happy with it but generally the reason why it went down was because of the indian cricket rights being removed not due to any other that was the primary reason why they lost subscribers yeah you take away the major sport in a uh country you're going to lose a lot of subscribers that way mm -hmm. uh the others are all probably factors in a, a fraction of people unsubscribing and let's face it there we have plenty of people who are going to hop around based on what's out at the time from service to service so you're going to see some declines anyway yeah and obviously coming up in a couple of weeks we're getting the mandalorian back and that is going to be a big driver to get people back into the service so um overall it was a little obviously it's, it's like for the very first time i was like they've lost subscribers because you know when i'm looking through the sheet you know putting together the data and stuff for the article i'm like wow and then it's like I obviously, because I was looking at the actual numbers, it was very quickly go, oh, I can see what's actually happened here. Um, but obviously on social media, just the headline kind of grabs the thing of it and then all the reasons why not. So it wasn't that, it was just due to cricket. So don't worry, Disney Plus is still growing. However, during the uh, presentation and in the interviews afterwards, Bob Iger was very much saying about the idea that Disney was chasing subscribers to the point where it was coming at all other costs. They're no longer doing that, like all streamers, because they were all doing this. Um, they're now focused on having good customers, which essentially means customers that stay around a long time and pay them money. Um, and also, and it is that kind of issue as well of, and a lot of people might not realize this, but like Disney Plus Hotstar, they pay a fraction of the cost of a international or a US subscriber. They 
I think they don't even make a dollar per customer per month off of um, Disney Plus Hotstar. So essentially, five to six million Disney Plus Hotstar subscriptions is equivalent to a million like UK or US subscribers. So there's a big difference in what they call the ARPU, which is the cost, the amount of money they make per person. So they're more focused really on trying to build up um, in other areas. So that that's kind of why, yeah, you could lose 5 million in India and it would be the equivalent of losing a million in the US. So that's just kind of the, 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 the money side of things. Yeah. Um, yeah. So definitely could have been <laughs> yeah it, it could have been a lot worse um so that was definitely it so there is going to be a lot of changes at disney because we're going to be seeing um they've now split the company into three core segments so you're going to have disney parks resorts and also um experiences so that's the cruise lines video games books merchandise all of that so that's all in the one division espn is now going to be its own separate division and i'm going to be talking to uh, me and Jeremy, we're going to have a little bit of a discussion about that because sports is kind of um, Jeremy's um, thing that he knows a lot more about than me, especially American sports, because unless it's the WWE, I've got no clue. Um, I will watch the Super Bowl this weekend, now, so that, that'll be something I at least do watch. Um, but other than that, the other big one was Disney Entertainment. So they're going to be putting all of the movies and the televisions together under one division. Going to be run by um, and I'm Dana Walden and also I can never remember the person's name... Here we go. I'm just uh, Alan Bergman. He's going to be running the, the film side, and so they're now going to have full control over the, the films and the series. Each studio is going to have control now of where it goes. Does it go to cinema? Does it go to linear? Does it go to streaming? It's probably it's doing all of them, but they are now going to have the control over what happens to them when they come out, and they also get to say the success. Now, what was happened on the Chapek? He stripped all that out and he kind of made right. You go and make it. And this company over here, this division, is going to sell it. And we're going to sell it. And But the trouble was what was happening was the selling guys were getting all the credit for... They take all the credit for the hits <laughs> and tried to blame somebody else when the numbers weren't good. So there was... And so it's kind of gone back to how it was a few years ago. Generally, that means now more the creators have got a lot more control, which is, which is a good thing. Which probably means we are going to see probably... You know, we're gonna films will now go to cinema because they'll want it to go to cinema. They'll also want to make the money from the cinema. We'll see a lot more of that. Um, and more not basically being told, make this for Disney Plus, make this for Disney Plus. Um, so we're gonna see a little bit more creative stuff. So that's good. Um, with that, um, Rebecca Cambo, who was the international um like division, um, she's gonna be leaving in June. So she was kind of creating in charge of like the rest of the world. And so all the star originals, you know, all the international stuff in the UK and Korea, we're going to see less of this. We're going to definitely see less of this, but I want to get into the less a little bit later on. Um, but what do you think of this, like, reorganization? Does it make a lot of sense to you? Uh, yeah, it does to try to keep the divisions separate. Mm -hmm. and I, think I, I get from a cost-cutting measure what JPEG was trying to do, but as you said, when things succeed, what the last division to touch is going to try and take credit for it even if they had the least amount for it and when things fail they're going to try and shift blame elsewhere so if you keep it all in one thing they get full credit for the success and full blames for the failure so it makes sense from a morale standpoint it hmm. uh it might cost a little bit more money but it may probably will lead to better creativity along the way that will actually make more money long term and also as well, I think we're going to see also like that entertainment division. They're going to be able to take 
the, the 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 budgets and all the money from the the hung video, the box office sales, the digital sales, all of that comes under them. So therefore, that they are in control of their own. So it's just more they have accountability. So we're gonna that that's a key aspect. Um, I think it's a good idea that they're doing. I think I I understood what Chapek was trying to do with the, with the um, Disney Media Division. It like it made it made some sense. But I think the trouble is, was trying to once you then had um, like executives making decisions and um, bean counters making decisions on content and where things were going, you know the whole thing like with like we saw with the animation films going to Disney Plus um, and maybe a push to make too much stuff for Marvel for, Marvel for Disney Plus um, was coming for, I think from the bean counters rather than from the executives that wanted author from the creatives. So we should start seeing. The content they want to create, which is it's better for us as a consumer. <coughs> so um, also the the key thing there was ESPN. So they're going to be um, spinning that off into its own little thing. So ESPN Plus is moving under them. I think there's going to be a few people shared between the two in terms of the technology kind of thing. But um, ESPN is now its own separate thing. Iger was asked about the idea of them selling it off. Is this why it's been splintered off so it's easy to sell? Um, that's not the case. They're very much into sports. They're going to be going all in on sports. They want to have a... Essentially, I feel like ESPN Plus at some point is going to be the main core ESPN. That's some standalone system. They're still very iffy on it all. Um, but they're very much into sport. They're not cutting sports. Oh, they're going to be a bit more careful with what they buy on sports. But what did you think of all the ESPN news? I think that, uh, well, it's kind of a catch-22 because I'd kind of like to see ESPN lumped in being, so it's one service instead of two. And But at the same time, I get it. You need to separate them out, have them solely focused on sports and selling sports. And, yeah, they do need to be a little bit more careful because I've seen some of the stuff that's on ESPN+. Plus. And the thing is, because I have access to, you know, linear ESPN, I've never even thought about getting ESPN Plus because very few of the sports they have on there I need. Yeah. So it's it's great for the diehard fan of the small team from this small league right now. But, you know, if you're wanting to watch football on ESPN, you're going to be watching Monday Night Football on the main thing. So, yeah. you know, it's it. it it's not yeah. bad. It's it's a good idea if you're going to put a major focus on sports, which sports will bring in a lot of money if you when you do it right. So you know it's yeah it's Iger being a true businessman there. It's kind of interesting because I'm um, the XFL is going to be on ESPN Player because we haven't got ESPN Plus yet. It's still like ESPN Player. So I it's going to be. I thought well okay we've got a brand new season started. I might tr check it out. I you I can only watch it on your phone. It's literally like there's no app on any of my devices, my smart TV, my Xbox, my PlayStation, my Apple TV. None of it is like, well, okay, well, that kind of makes it almost like I don't really want to watch it on a phone. Um, so, yeah, <laughs> that, that yeah. was like, oh, that was the end of that. <laughs> so it was like, um, I, do, I do wonder at some point whether or not we will see an ESPN being put into Disney Plus as an add-on. That might happen the same way they've done with Hulu. But now it's almost becoming a separate company. In some ways, it might be a little bit more clear-cut of like, that's ESPN. That's this. And I think that might be a good combination. ESPN is also going to be in charge of the international sports channels. So I'm hoping that that might help sort out maybe the problem in Latin America with Star Plus. That might be a decision that they might make remedy and do a little bit of shifting around down there. Um, but yeah, so ESPN is now its own separate business. Um, but... 
the, there are some problems with the current reorganization because what's going to be happening is they have announced they're going to be letting go of 7,000 cast members or staff um, from the company, which is obviously bad. Um, all the big major tech companies are doing it. Um, I think I just read this morning, like Yahoo's done it. Um, Google will do it. Every major company is, is cutting staff. Disney are going to be doing the same. It's not going to be mainly f like primary focused on like, so if you go to Disneyland, the, the people at the cast cast members are are gonna are probably not gonna be as effective because they need actual people there. Um, it's gonna be a lot of middle management, probably whole host of executives. I suspect we'll see divisions maybe merge. I could see that happening maybe like with the PR department on like the entertainment side, you know, because every studio is kind of doing its own little thing. Um, so I think we're obviously dreadful news for those involved, uh, but they they will um, obviously get packages to leave and support and stuff as they go out but it, it, that's not good um as part of that disney are trying to make a, a saving of 5.5 billion dollars of which three billion dollars is going to be coming from the jet from entertainment side um so they're going to be drastically cutting back the amount of content they're going to be creating a lot of focus on the general entertainment um he kind of referred to it a little bit like Undis undistinguishable because essentially there's shows on like fx and abc that could be on any other network and they wouldn't necessarily be disney we're going to be seeing a drastic reduction in the amount of uh, general entertainment shows film and stuff like that i think we're going to see a big as that's where he's looking at trying to cut the costs and i can understand because if you think about it from what disney doing you've got hulu creating originals the star international originals you've got fx you've got national geographic you've got abc news you've got freeform you've got abc 20th television the oxiv collective disney original documentaries they are all making um general entertainment content and it's almost that kind of thing like you, it's like when you i think you were really starting to notice it on disney plus when you were looking at like 15 to 20, 30 shows a week coming and going, this is unsustainable for the amount of content they're making. Do, do, do you agree? Yeah, oh yeah, definitely. I mean, it it's kind of ironic that the, uh, you know, the main thing he's cutting back on is the thing that Chapek said he wanted to put on the Disney Plus. But the thing is, general entertainment doesn't necessarily mean it has to be, you know, newly created general entertainment because there's plenty of general entertainment library stuff that they don't even have on the service here. Uh, so... You know. Yeah, he was very, very, very much about like cutting back, but there was no, he, it was very careful in the words that he used in the fact of they're going to be curating, they're going to be more selective. So I, I think this is not necessarily about, he, he highlighted FX as making some amazing shows. Mm -hmm. um, I don't think it's like, you know, because some, it's like, oh, he's just going back to making, and he focused on like Marvel and Star Wars and stuff. But I think it's like, yeah, we can't be making as many shows as we're making. We don't need as many shows as we're making, you know. And I could see, like, you know, here's a show on Hulu, and we're going to put it on ABC, and obviously... And I can see that, because, you know, sometimes they're just putting out so many shows, and especially, like, with ABC and FX feeding Hulu, do they need all those Hulu originals? Because that's, I think, a way of looking at it. So I think we are definitely going to be seeing a drastic reduction especially on Disney Plus internationally, maybe not this year, but going forward, I think we're going to be seeing a lot less star originals and mm -hmm. just generally good stuff gets through. I think we'll be seeing less less pilots, less new, sh new shows. 
I would mean even be surprised if some of the long-standing shows, like maybe Grey's Anatomy, finally kind of get given, you know, sent out to the woodshed because, you know, they're expensive because they've been running so long. Yeah, I I would expect to see a lot of uh, long-running shows that have reached the point to where there's, you know, the cast is making an exorbitant amount of money to finally come to an end. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think there's gonna be some. I don't know if the Fox ones. I think I think the resident is kind of at risk, of, but things like nine one one. But I would not be at all surprised if Grace comes to an end. The fact that she's leaving as well, um, it kind of feels like it's all pointing in that direction. Um, but yeah, it's kind of going to be an odd one. I think we are going to see. We're already seeing it already, where shows are being shared. Um, literally just um, yesterday, you know, we had an announcement of the new Star Wars Jedi Young Adventures. It's coming to Disney Plus and Disney Junior on May on um, Star Wars Day on May the fourth. Um, instantly, then you know, Secret Sofa Springs and Saturdays coming to Disney Channel and Disney Plus. I think we're going to see much more of this moving forward. Where and we've been seeing it with National Geographic. They're going to share stuff. It's going everywhere. It's no longer. Um, I think the term Disney Plus original is going to become much less thrown around. Yeah, your Disney Plus original is probably going to be your tentpole shows, the ones that ones tied to bigger properties that yeah. you know, like your Marvel, your Star Wars, maybe yeah. your National Treasure. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I, but National Treasure could have been could have been great on ABC. I think it would have actually, and I would have probably, um, I wouldn't have made the show any better, but it would have at least kind of pulled in the more audiences. Like, did it, you know, Santa Claus could have been a big show on ABC as well, you know, if they had that one out there. Because um, Bob Iger even said in the uh, thing that, like, for example, like Abbott Elementary, the average age of a viewer on ABC is 60, the average age on Hulu is 30. So there's this almost, and I've been saying this for a while, there's, there is two different audiences here. Yeah, and they both make money for Disney, and Disney have said they need to lean more in on linear to make the money while it's still there to build up streaming. Mm-hmm. Um, like I guess said streaming is the number one priority. They have to get it right. They have to make Disney Plus profitable by the end of next year, and that means reduction in costs. Um, and also, we're going to see more price rises because he mentioned that there's that they need to price it up. Um, and he, he literally, there was an interview on CNBC where he literally said he he launched Disney Plus so low to literally undercut every other streamer and to get the market shared for subscribers. That's what they did. They knew what they that was the plan was to get you hooked. The idea of giving it to you for five six ninety nine a month was never the long term strategy. It was always to get yeah. up into this uh, bigger number. Yeah, uh, that made sense at the time, but you know for three and a half years in now you gotta it's gotta go up i would like yeah. another deal to where i could pay for three years in advance so i don't have to worry about it but yeah well it's, it's actually interesting you say that because he actually did talk about the fact that they're going to be cutting back on bundle um, bundles promotions and advertising for disney plus they're going to be cutting back on all of that um so i wouldn't be at all surprised if stuff from like verizon and all those kind of deals are all gonna ex- once they expire they'll i would suspect they'll be gone I wouldn't even be surprised if the Disney bundle starts becoming a little bit less um, edging the the green one out and just kind of focusing on the sport and Disney Plus and maybe not even much of a discount. Um, Just kind of, there was was terms of fact that they are going to be focusing much less on promotions. I'm saying that they're doing one right now. You can get Disney Plus for like ads for like 
six ninety. But it's like you're saving a dollar a month for three months. It's not a big sale. <laughs> a big yeah. sale is is not really going to make a lot of difference. But yeah, so um, yeah, it's like you said that. I mean, there was this kind of a lot of people were talking about this like big three year deal ending, and people that were going to um, might have left. And I always felt a little bit like I don't think the number of that is as high as it might feel online because I don't know if how many people took up the three year deal when it first launched because a lot of people might not want to sign up for three years um, in advance and pay in advance. But also, yeah. it was so cheap, it was unsustainable long term. Oh, yeah. um it was and it was like and if you if you locked in for three years um you probably got what you want you know and i i imagine there wouldn't have been a lot it just i know we had a lot of people like really kind of go well i've had i didn't have i've had it for three years and suddenly they went for an annual subscription and it was like i think what 110 dollars now for a, a, a premium one in the u.s ago i only paid like this much nearly for the three years I'm like yeah but that it was a a deal. <laughs> that was the point. Yeah. It's like that. That's not. I mean, uh, and I think that's the thing. Is the, the sticker price? Someone brought it three years ago and almost for, hasn't paid any attention to paying for it, and then suddenly it's like, oh, that's gone up a bit. Mm -hmm. But it's yeah, it's definitely like you say. You'd, you'd like a, a nice three year deal. So that, but I yeah, I I can't see him doing that. Yeah, I'd like it just so I don't have to worry about it each month or year. <laughs> well, I, yeah, I mean, I I I take out an annual subscription because I know that I'm and I'm going to be on ad free because it's I use it enough to warrant it. Um, but I don't know if they might even, I mean, I don't think they'll go more than that because they might want to lock you in for longer, but I wouldn't be at all surprised if they, if some of the streaming services start changing that month to month, maybe start doing free month at a free month and start mm -hmm. kind of, if, if one of them breaks, cause I think they all want to get off this cause Bob Iger spoke about it, you know, like they, in the old cable system, they locked you in, they locked you in. They knew they yeah. got you. This, this like dropping a, a hat. Oh, I don't want it anymore. I'm moving somewhere else. They don't like that. They say no. it's great for, he said it was great for consumers, just not good for everybody else. But um, yeah, so I think that's going to be um, a major issue. Now, let's talk about the big green monster in the room, Hulu. Um, so there's been a lot of speculation ever since Disney Plus launched about what the future of Hulu was going to be. Was it going to be uh, a shift in terms of, are they going to merge everything in together? Are they going to keep running it separately? I know a lot of American audiences that are on social media, they are accustomed to Hulu because it's been around for 15 years. They like it being separate from Disney+. Plus. They feel like Hulu is the, the main one and Disney+, Plus is the little one. And they can't quite get their head around the idea that Disney+, Plus might have, like, welcome to Chippendales and um, Pam and Tommy on there. Because it's like, no, 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 no. Internationally, they've already merged it all. They launched it all in. It's all in there. And we've had it for years. It's over two years, I think, this next week. We've had Star now. Mm -hmm. And we all get on with it. There's not, there was a little bit of a funny thing that in the paper the other day, there was a, a picture of Extraordinary. And above it, it said something for the kids. I mean, even Disney made a bit of fun of it on social media. It's like, Extraordinary is not for kids. But it's like that old that old fashioned idea of it's on Disney Plus, it's for kids. Um, but yeah, it's, <laughs> I thought it was quite fun. Yeah. Uh, I mean, once Comcast is fully out, it makes all the sense in the world to merge it somehow disney plus already has parental controls it's there for you to decide so i don't know how to explain that any clearer to people no. that just can't get past the idea that disney is 
only for kids, even though they've made movies for years that decades, are targeting decades. adults. Yeah. Touch, <laughs> if you saw something that said Touchstone Pictures on it, that was Disney, just so you know. Uh, maybe what they might need to do is like put Hulu in the brand name for it, like there, put it like a tier mm. with like a, you know, extra with a code like they have for there to enter and put like Disney Plus Hulu, call it that. Yeah. That might yeah. work, uh, but yes, yeah, just at a certain point, it's like how do you explain to people that that you know Disney is a media company that's not just for kids, and even though they make animation for kids and they make live action for kids, they make something things for adults as well. Yeah, a lot of comments um, on Friday because Disney dropped a whole host of more films and stuff, and there was I think there was a bit of a scary one in there. Uh, from Lifetime, and um, I had a few comments going, but 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 the kids, it was like you have parental controls. It's your it's your you. That's up to you to do. You're going to have more stuff on here. It's it's that kind of weird idea that the Disney brand has be, is so synonymous with children's entertainment, and it's like like you say, it's been not been that way for 40, 50 years. But this just continued trend of like. And Disney were very good at, at branding, and they've they've kind of set that in your mind of what it is, and it's that kind of weird thing of I think the branding within I think if there was an FX hub, it, and it was an FX logo at the top, and there was a warning beforehand, you know, they might that's how they're going to have to do it. But very interesting in the quarterly results um, during the call, there was barely a mention of Hulu, barely a there was like a couple of passing mentions here and there. No real idea because there was a lot of things like, are they what they're going to do? In an interview the next day with somebody that works for Comcast, and they even referenced the fact that, you know, they Bob Iger said there was something like everything is on the table with Hulu with regards to selling it or buying it. And to, and it's almost along the lines of, wow, he's just put out there, you know, on main TV that basically they, aren't really either a too sure what they want from it or be trying to drive down the price to get it from comcast that they don't want to go well we don't really there's not much value in it because we don't even want it or are they going to sell it to fox because that's that's come up a bit as well maybe fox they, they want to do some acquisitions so maybe they buy their own streaming service because they just re-up their deal with it or are they going to sell it to comcast and it's set this whole thing alight of like Disney have come out and basically said, oh, yeah, we're, we're thinking we might get, we, we might sell it. We might keep it. We might sell it. We don't know what we're going to do with it. And suddenly now, of like, from my point of view, now it's like, okay, the, the concept of merging it in with Disney Plus just went from like, no, they, they are literally going to sell it because they can sell off some money. And they might buy it from Comcast and then flip it, you know, um, do a, um, swap it. Some. But suddenly, yeah, the future of Hulu went from being very iffy to suddenly being like on a real rocky thing what do you yeah. think of all this uh yeah i hadn't even considered the fox thing there that makes the most sense if you're going to sell it because comcast one already has peacock mm. and two they're pulling all of their stuff off of there so at this point says if disney doesn't just shut it down if they sell it they need to find a buyer and maybe and fox makes a lot of sense maybe or maybe a conglomerate i know sony just re-upped their deal with stars because it was like yeah. but, you know trying to figure out who else is a, like a small thing that could work with Fox to mm. make Hulu. Cause you know, I mean, Fox did just sell off all their assets a few years ago to Disney. So at a certain point, so yeah, 
so I don't know if Fox can do it on their own. No, but it's very interesting as well because something because because uh, Comcast have been very much bloating about the fact of kind of going that Disney going to send us a big check and now Disney going hmm, well you know we might not even own it then. <laughs> and just like um, yeah, it's 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 very interesting because uh, you know you bring up the fact of merging it in with Disney Plus, so they're going to have to maybe spend nine to fifteen billion dollars to buy off the third stake from Comcast and then basically shut it. That doesn't make a lot of sense from a financial point of view. Would you, you know, it's like it's like it's basically like, well, you know, I own a, I own two thirds of my next door neighbor's house, but I'm gonna buy it and then I'm just gonna bulldoze it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I get in a couple of drive, I get a few for, to get some extra parking spots. <laughs> just like, yeah, if you bulldoze it, you want something that will make money from it. So, yeah, that's a thing. Yeah. It, they're either just going to wait it out so that they don't have to pay Comcast anything, which, yeah, okay, but or they're going to sell it. Yeah, and I mean, ultimately, yeah, I mean, ultimately, Comcast has got they they did agree in the deal that it's worth a minimum of twenty seven billion, and mm -hmm. and Comcast own a third of it because quite often it gets thrown around like Disney's got to pay them twenty seven billion. It's like no, no, it's they own it's a third of it, but obviously it has to go out for. A, an independent review to be viewed. Apparently, there's been reports that like Goldman's had been brought in to um, deal with the sale or with the the something is going on with Hulu right now. And right now, and with Disney and with Iger saying this general entertainment stuff, you know, we're making too much of it and we need to be a bit more selective. For me, it's like okay, they are really re because there's a lot of problems with daytime TV on like ABC and stuff are not pulling in the ratings and stuff. And I'm like looking at it going, he's basically, he's not getting out of general entertainment. I don't, at least definitely not doing that, but we are definitely in the stage now where Hulu is, um, I, I would say it's gone from being on. Yeah. It's, it's so now like it, anything could happen with this thing. Mm -hmm. It's definitely, um, Gonna be interesting to see how how many people like in general like in like with like you and your family and your friends and stuff. Do a lot of people like subscribe to Hulu? Do they talk about it, or is it just this thing they've had for so long that they just expect it to be there? I think it's kind of a thing they've had for so long because I know uh, I know a lot of people who use it. Uh, you know, sharing passwords like Netflix, uh, but so uh, and it said it's got a lot of great entertainment from oh uh, you know. A lot of over here, a lot of adult, adult oriented entertainment. Um, but you know, at the same time, as they talked about their originals, uh, outside of only murders in the building, there are Hulu originals don't get the play, uh, that Disney Plus or Netflix or even Peacock originals do over here when they just it has just never seemed to catch on in the same way as others do. Yeah, I mean they've had some, they've had some great originals, but again, like you said, they've not been able to get the big numbers in. Um, and then you know they they I think Disney would be better put of putting better ones, more like things like Dropout and Dopesick. You know they could really get behind some big shows, but things like Pam and Tommy and Welcome to Chippendales, if they were just directly under the Disney Plus banner, they never would have moved forward. They just are you just yeah. definitely, and I always find it funny where. People would, you know, especially American comments and stuff and videos and YouTubers and podcasts, you know, they, the thing of like, it, everything is quite separate still. 
Oh, like this is at this is Hulu, this is Disney Plus, and it is that weird thing of like and the misunderstanding of what what Star is, of it's like it is just uh, it's just like a, a hub at the top there. There's no difference in how it looks, and it's like they've already proven in the rest of the world that it works. And this is always the key thing to me with 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 this whole thing of like it's a very different factor when we when we were looking at Disney Plus three years ago or two years ago even before the star launched yeah i i would have you know the idea of hulu launching internationally made some sense they scrapped all that plans have one system and you kind of look at it now going yeah that there's a reason why they've done that um they are going to be reevaluating how they do stuff and stuff but i think in general the future of hulu is all over the place i would not be at all surprised that any given we're going to start hearing reports of people looking into it getting prices yeah it, anything could happen in this year now with hulu it's definitely all over the place mm-hmm. it's it's gonna be interesting right so let me i think um yeah i think that is all of the um investment stuff from this week so let's um before we go any further i just want to do a quick shout out to our patreon and youtube channel members so a big hello um to dana uh, jonathan dj frost top ben tim chuck david man married Raphael, adam Ricky, my VCR still works. We've got Bina, Joshua, Martin, and Sarah. Um, also a big hello and thank you to Andrew, Jacob, Caleb, Red Marsman, Aerogy, Cody, Daniel, uh, Darren, Juice, Lauren, Paul, Steph, and Babak. So thank you so much for your continued support. And you can become a member from as little as $2 a month to help support the channel, help support the website, uh, and also um, everything else. So thank you so much. Right. Let's now talk about some of this week's news content. So let's talk about the big one. The big show that ended this week. The big epic finale. National Treasure, Edge of History. What did you think of this amazing show to finish off with? (laughs) Uh, Thank God it's done. Uh, (laughs) uh, I mean, uh, I wrote in my review. Technically speaking, there's nothing wrong with it. They did everything fine but it was that's just it it was all fine nothing stood out they took the safe route everywhere right up to the where in the last episode you know agent ross gets stabbed and even though she's you know she's lying there dying and you know spoiler alert she she's able to she survives uh but the you know they had a great moment where she has that last gasp and she fires off the two shots to pr- yeah. protect Oren and Tasha before Billy's henchmen kill them. And it's just like that should have been her going out in a, a hero moment. Instead, we just got a little side quest of we got to save her life. I'm like, she. there's no way, given where they were and what happened, that she and how they would have had trans, had transported her, that she would have survived. Uh, the, yeah, this whole show was literally... And it felt like as the show got on, especially in those last, it was a tick box exercise of, uh, but it was almost a line the lines of, hmm, why is that? You know, they'd be like, there's a bag of C4 here. Hmm, I wonder if that's going to come into play later. Ooh. Uh, have a lot of C4, yes. <laughs> and then you run in and go, I think there's been a shootout holding the bullet. Yeah, we've just seen the shootout. We know there's a bit. And like, I'm going to run off and get help. <laughs> and then like, oh, it was just like, again, of just this whole thing of, this they could have done all of that with half the characters. They didn't mm-hmm. need all the friends. They just didn't need them. They were just there, you know, unnecessarily. I'm going to run off and get some help. And then you're in the middle of the swamp in Louisiana, and then you bring in a squad team 
just at the right minute to help them as they, and then they you know that kind of thing of like i'm standing there take them away like you don't have any you don't have any say in that when the police take them away <laughs> you know, yeah. i'm gonna get my final word and then you can take them away it was like that doesn't <laughs> yeah. i it was yeah. just and then the little traps and everything it just it was lame I'm sorry. I was so excited about this series. I, this is one of the ones I was really looking forward to watching. I loved the movies, but this just was bargain basement um, basic. One, you know, no originality. This could yeah. have been called just Edge of History. No, there was nothing to do with National Treasure. I mean, there's a few little twists and stuff they tried to change with the series, with the film and stuff. Yeah, it was a massive disappointment. I mean, they'd left it open for season two. But if Bob, if you need to make some cuts, this one can be on the list. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, I just really disliked it. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was never one I wanted to rush to, and that's never a good sign. I just because it was the finale, and I knew we needed to talk about it. I rushed to watch it when I got home from work Wednesday night. And even then, I was like, I really would have rather watched anything else. Yeah, it was just, it was just bland. It was so bland and so, and it's like, because I know that big reveal of like Salazar as like the big kind of, I'm Salazar. It's like, well, really? You set up you being, you know, the FBI being dodgy in episode one and dropped. I mean, there wasn't subtle hints. It was like, here's some post-it notes and we're going to put it on the screen. So you to pay attention. And it was like, it I don't know. It was such a disappointment. I really wanted to enjoy this, this show. I think it's that kind of thing of like, this just wouldn't have flied for any other franchise. But yeah, so that was, a, I was just disappointed in this show. It just, it just was not up to the level that, like, if it was a different brand, you could have got away with it. But not, not National Treasure. It just kind of, I think it's damaged the brand rather than it, it done anything good for it. Yeah. Okay, let's now talk about Star Wars The Bad Batch. We've got a double episode this week. Um, what did you think of this one? I was only able to manage to watch the first one. It was it, it was interesting uh, with the clone conspiracy going on and the believers and you got Captain Rex back. It and at, uh, you know, not just in a oh, here's, you know, Dave Filoni's favorite characters kind of way. It, you know, he actually had a purpose when they introduced him there. So and then it's kind of setting up the transition from clones to the stormtroopers, which might explain why the clones were such good shots and the stormtroopers weren't. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but you know, it's got it. it. The Bad Batch really wasn't in it, and I really enjoyed the episode, which is seems to be a problem with their Star Wars shows. Between this and the Book of Boba Fett, when the main characters aren't there, I care more. That's not a good sign for your writing. No. Now I I enjoyed this one again. It's just more of just filling in the law. It's so weird of just like how a decision in to this whole thing of these Clone Wars of like one word in that first film just kind of set off this whole like spiral of trying to explain what that meant and you know how that came to it and trying to as you said trying to get from clones to real people and just the idea of them all getting retired off. I I kind of like this whole aspect of being a bit gritty, a bit more in the um, the real element of like with it, but it does kind of feel a little bit like the, the Empire just would have, but he, they can't really wipe everybody out because they've not fully got control yet of everything. Um, it's a really, it's a real sol solid series, it, but the trouble is, as my, my dad um, came over the other day and I was just finished <coughs> up the episode and he went, oh, is that new Star Wars? It's like, yeah, 
And I'm like, he goes, oh, it's animated. I'm not watching it. That was that was it. I was like, okay, because I, I again, the Bad Batch, I, I like. Um, I'm, I'm in some ways they did all right because they kind of got rid of Echo, so they maybe tr- trimmed the group down a little bit. Um, but yeah, it's okay. It's it's not my favorite. Show. It's not a show I rush to see on a Wednesday. Um, I mean, I think I yeah. I mean, it it just it's just not it's just not had that same impact on me this time around. It's a little bit hit and miss. Yeah. It, yes, it doesn't um, have the the Clone Wars Rebels hook. Yeah, it's it's kind of weird. I just I just it's I don't really get what what it what it's trying to do and stuff. It's it's definitely a little bit interesting of how it's all um, kicked in. But so, what else have you been watching on Disney Plus this past week? Uh, I uh, recently started watching the Deadly Tales of Europe that came in from the his, History Channel on there. Oh yeah, that's I. Wasn't exactly expecting to like this, but I was like, oh, okay, because it kind of looks into big moments in the history of Europe and what might be because of them. And the first one focuses on the possible murders of, like, you know, you have Genghis Khan, uh, was it a couple of princes in the UK with that Richard the Third, with Richard the Third, and then some Pope's kid, which I didn't realize the Pope's ever had a kid, but you know, uh, maybe that was before they had to take a uh, vow of celibacy. Um, but it was, uh, it was really entertaining in that front. So I'm like, okay. I mean, it's a few years old and it's just like six episodes, but I'm like, okay, I, I would like to see more shows like this on the service. Yeah. It's kind of, I, I'll be honest. Um, there's a show, they added Alaska daily this week. So my plan is to watch that over the weekend with my wife. They also added a new, um, like reality, like dating show back in the groove. So I'm going to. <laughs> my wife's been at work the last few days, so we've not been able to watch it. So I'm going to try and get, I'm going to get her to watch it with me, um, because I feel like that's one like you know, she, if, she, if she likes it, um, we'll give her that one a go. Also watched um, Assembled: The Making of Wakanda Forever, which was a very powerful documentary. Um, a lot of, I think a lot of it in, look into basically uh, dealing with the issues, obviously with um, Chadwick Boseman's um, death, which obviously had a, it's just it had a, just this overshadowing thing. As you'd expect on the whole film and on the whole documentary, just really good episode. I, I really enjoyed these assembled. They're, they're always so much more meat on the bone than you to get on like an extras section. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed the assembled. I'm looking forward to watching that this weekend as well. Yeah, so that that there was the main one. There would have been um, the new Doug Days one, but that one got delayed. Um, so that one was we don't know when that. Oh, one was I've also been watching Up. That just reminded me of that. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's yeah, it's just there's just been a lot of stuff on there. So, but we'd love to know what you've been watching on at Disney Plus. We'd love to hear your thoughts in the comments below. Remember to go check us out over at what's on at DisneyPlus.com. A like, follow, and subscribe. And we shall see you guys in another video. Later's.